Our gospel reading today comes from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Jesus is the speaker. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. May God bless our understanding of this sacred text, and we will remain seating to sing hymn number 351, I was there to hear your morning cry. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, like the young people who will be confirmed in this church today, I too was confirmed at the end of my eighth grade year. Sadly, I remember very little about the experience. Honestly, one of my only memories is of the dress I wore. I believe I may have mentioned it before on a confirmation Sunday. It was that memorable. In the tradition I grew up in, the girls were supposed to wear white on Confirmation Sunday, and my family economized by passing the same dress from sister to sister. Unfortunately for me, the dress I inherited from my sisters was not a timeless style. It was so 1986. And it was downright disastrous to wear such a dress in public in the year of our Lord, 1994. Now, it dawns on me that it's possible that the dress is actually back in style in 2019 in that ironic way that young people have brought back things like fanny packs and scrunchies. So, I digress. Even more unfortunate than the dress itself, was the fact that I spent the morning meditating on my unfashionable confirmation dress and not, you know, my actual confirmation. And yet, my confirmation seemed to work, didn't it? I still live and move and have my being within the faith and fellowship of the Christian church. I still follow Jesus imperfectly, but with dogged joy. Though it didn't really feel like it at the time, my confirmation experience did, in some way beyond comprehension, establish me firmly within this faith we share. The first Sunday in May is always a momentous day in the life of our church. In this service, we welcome new members who have discerned a call to covenant themselves with this congregation, to take this church to be their church. 
And in the second service, our confirmands claim their baptismal vows as their own, publicly affirming their intention to be part of this faith, this church. Most were baptized as infants, and so their, their parents spoke for them. Today, they will speak for themselves. And while the words that form our liturgies are a little more involved, both baptism and confirmation can really be boiled down to one word. Yes. Yes to the community that promised its love, support, and care. Yes to the parents and godparents who promised to teach their children that they might be led to profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And yes, most of all, yes, to the God who creates and loves each and every one of us. Yes, to the God who through a sacrament of water and prayer claims us as children of God, disciples of Christ, and members of the church. God extends the invitation. God pours out the gifts of grace. And today, a remarkably mature and thoughtful confirmation class will respond in unison. Yes. Come to think of it, our new members also woke up this morning with a willingness to say yes to God, to say yes to where God is calling them, to say yes to all the beauty and promise of this community of faith. Truly, what a glorious day in the life of our church. But even on a morning of such glory, it feels necessary to be honest about a tricky thing with confirmation. The church asks young people to say yes, just at a time when many of us begin to wonder if the better response is no thanks. Next year, those confirmands will report to school as freshmen. For many folks, high school and the years that follow are often times of questioning and doubt. I, for one, spent my adolescence rejecting the faith I had only just publicly confirmed in that hideous dress. The hymn we just sang certainly takes this reality seriously. The voice of God vows, I was there when you were but a child with a faith to suit you well. I'll be there in case you wander off and find where demons dwell. It's a song that echoes the promise of our scripture today. Jesus knows he is going away, but he does not leave his disciples to wander alone. God sends the Holy Spirit to be with us. When we begin to forget what we have seen and heard in Christ, the Holy Spirit will remind us. I'm grateful that I was reminded of what matters most when I was beginning to forget. At age 15, I confessed my doubts to a trusted church camp counselor. He gave me advice that floated on the wings of the Holy Spirit 
directly into my heart. He told me this, if you don't know what you believe, extend yourself to service to those in need. When you feel separated from God, find a way to love the lost and lonely. When you are hungriest for answers, feed the poor. The rest will fall into place. This is wisdom for Christians of any age. Indeed, last week when I sat with our new member class, I noted something about our congregation. We tend to focus more on our mission statement than on our creed. It's not that we don't think beliefs matter. They do. What we believe in matters. But here, in this place, we understand that people with radically different convictions about even something as significant as the divinity of Christ might very well serve faithfully side by side in his name. This is the thing. I don't think moments or even years of questioning trespasses against our baptismal vows. There is room for disbelief in the life of faith. There is leeway to wander in the way of discipleship. See, Christ promises peace to his disciples, but it is not the peace the world gives. The peace of God does not sweep away unanswerable questions. The peace of God does not sweep away difficult days. The peace of God does not eliminate dark nights of doubt. The peace of God does not protect us from loss and pain and suffering. But it is a peace that can calm hearts in times of trouble. A peace that swears we need not be afraid even in the midst of the storm. Even when we feel alone, God is present. We can't get lost because wherever we are, God is. Our hearts are God's home. No matter where we go, our divine dweller goes with us. The hymn continues, when you found the wonder of the word, I was there to cheer you on. You were raised to praise the living God to whom you now belong. And what do we want more than anything but to truly belong? And we do. We belong. We belong to one another, and we belong to God. We may live with unanswered questions, but there is peace in knowing how deeply we are loved by one another and by the one who loved us first. Perhaps you've heard me mention before my favorite etymology. And yes, I have a favorite etymology, doesn't Everyone have a favorite etymology, no? Well, it's this. The root word for religion means to bind, to connect. The word ligament derives from the same Latin word. 
There are always going to be people who think it is best to be unbound, to be free is to be completely independent. But ask someone who has experienced the pain of a torn ligament if his bones are better off disconnected from his muscles. I think not. And the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing, the glue of religion, the ligament of Christianity, is God's perfect love. I'm reminded of a wonderful poem by the Persian mystic poet Rumi. He writes this, if you have opened your loving to God's love, you are helping people you don't know and have never seen. Is what I say true? Say yes quickly. If you know, if you've known it from the beginning of the universe. Today, we are all invited to say yes. Yes to the grace and love of God. Yes to an imperfect but faithful church. Yes to a faith that frees us by binding us together. Are the words of our resurrected Savior true? May we say yes quickly. Amen.